the death of the cross you know Christ's death on the cross is often considered as a negative thing because as we know in the Roman days only the criminals were crucified on the cross not a righteous not a good man is crucified only the criminals and the thieves were crucified on the cross but you know even though it was considered as a negative aspect the idea of Jesus being crucified on the cross is to bring forth positive results positive impact on mankind death on the cross even though it is considered negative but it is not a negative thing it is to impact lives in a positive way today that's what we see when we travel especially as sister Mary you know, told her experience when we go across the nation and countries and see how lives are touched by God it is all by cross it was not negative thing or to die on the cross Jesus died on the cross even though it is considered negative but today it is making so many impacts positive impacts on many different lives you know God did not send Jesus Christ to put people into the hell but instead he sent Jesus Christ to rescue people from the hell you know Lois Chennai he's a poem writer he wrote a thought-provoking poem it goes like this I stand before the cross and I wonder I stand before the cross and I fear I kneel before the cross and I weep I pray before the cross and rejoice to know the cross is to know Christ to feel the cross is to feel Christ to gaze at the cross is to gaze at Jesus Christ to carry the cross is to be a Christian you know that's what he says the cross of Christ it provokes wonder fear and tear and yet it is a joyous experience that it can give to someone to know the cross is to know Christ to know to feel the cross is to feel Jesus Christ and to stay at the cross is to just behold him to live for the cross is to live a life like Christ on the earth you know today when we talk about this cross the cross has so many impacts and it impacts lives in different way today our lives are being impacted and touched by cross when we sit and meditate what Jesus did on the cross you know we are talking about the death of the cross the death of the cross we need to take some time to understand what Jesus really went through when he was he died on the cross when he was crucified on the cross let's go to first Corinthians 15 chapter 15 first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 and verse 4 first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3 and 4 read
So here Bible says Jesus died for us on the cross and he was buried and he rose again. So we are talking about the death of the cross. Bible declares that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross and that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So Bible declares the death of Jesus Christ. You know who died for us? Who died on the cross? Can we just say who died on the cross? Let's say that again. Who died on the cross? Jesus Christ. Who died? Jesus Christ. Mary didn't die, right? Allah didn't die. Nobody else died for on the cross. Who died? Jesus Christ died on the cross. You know, today, the people belong to the other religion. They don't believe even Jesus died on the cross. Especially Muslims, they don't even believe Jesus died on the cross. But you know, deceitfully they claim we both, Christians and Muslims, we all have the same God. You know, that's what their point of argument. They say that you and I, we worship the same God. Is it true? No, it's not true. If someone doesn't believe the death on the cross, and we have no ground base to say that we believe in the same God. You know, they believe Yahweh, the Jehovah. Whom do we worship? Can you hear that? Whom do we worship? Who is our God? Jesus. Who is our God? God of Israel. Let me hear a little more. Who is our God? Whom do we worship? We worship the Trinity. We worship the Triune God. If what they are trying to do, they are trying to come with an argument and saying that, you know, we worship the same God. And what we do? We just think about that as you said. Yeah, that's true. We worship the same God. You know, by saying that, by showing that agreement with that guy or with someone, we are into deception. How? We are not worshipping just Jehovah. We are worshipping the triune God. We are worshipping God, Son and the Holy Spirit. And we never try to take an element out of it. We never try to keep Jesus aside and see God the Father and the Holy Spirit as God. We never try to look at Jesus, only Jesus and say Jesus is my God. No. We worship the triune God. Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. They cannot be taken aside. They cannot be separated. They are together. It is as same as our body, our soul and our spirit. It's together. It's just together being. We are together. Nobody can separate my soul out of me or my spirit out of me and still say that he is balan. No, he is no more. In the same way, if the moment you try to take Jesus out of the Trinity, it's no more God. It's no more God. You know, that's what they are trying to say that. We need to be really careful in that. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and for me. 
you know there are three important things today we are going to talk about of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross the first one is the obedience to death obedience of Jesus Christ to death second one the taste of death the third one the agony of death first one obedience to death the taste of death and the agony of death I'm going to take you through, through you know an experience of death here this morning let's go to Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8 Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 8 I'll read it for you let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man you know Jesus Christ he came down to this earth even though he is God and verse 8 says and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross the first aspect of the death of cross of the cross is the obedience to death you know if someone asks me what is the you know what is the sacrifice that God made what is the sacrifice that God made you know we all say that he died for me even I may say that he died for me but according to the scripture what we read verse 6 being who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men you know how much it takes for God to come down to earth in the likeness of man and even lower than that as a bond servant and commit his life to die you know how much it takes for God that is the eternal mark in the heart of God you know when someone did something to you it will never fade away easily from our heart nobody can take it away from our heart and you know even though you say that I have forgiven but you will not be able to forget it you will struggle through it still at times it just come in your mind he spoke to me like that he did to that to my family my family is going through this terrible situation because he did that to me on that day you know it's very hard to take it out if you go and ask God the wound which is you know deep very deep in his heart is what not that Jesus died on the cross he was God he decided to come down to become a man it takes so much for God for to make that decision 
It takes so much for God to take the decision to come in the form of a human. That is the greatest sacrifice God did on the cross. And he obeyed himself to die on the cross. Jesus' birth is an act of obedience. Mary abide to the will of God. Jesus lived in obedience all through his life. And Jesus died on the cross in obedience. Jesus became obedient, the Bible says, even to the death. Even to the death he was obeying to the will of God. When we say obeying to the will of God, it also shows that he had an option there. He had a perfect option as a man. He had an option there even at the last moment to quit from the cross. You know that's the reason he prayed. Father if it is your will, take it away from me. He had an option. He was given an option. But you know in spite of all this, he was showing obedience till the death on the cross. You know, Christ surrendered himself completely to the will of the Father. And his absolute surrender and unconditional obedience is brought the victory. And today you and me are enjoying that blessed experience. Because today the salvation comes from nowhere else other than from the cross. From that obedience that he showed on the cross. You know the cross is bringing so many things into our lives. For the unsaved world, cross is bringing salvation. Those who are going through tough situations, terrible times in their lives, the cross is bringing you know, freedom into their lives. Cross is bringing freedom from their bondages. You know, cross is on the other day when we were talking to somebody, we were talking uh, to someone about, you know, praying for uh, uh, praying for a woman who is not in in the right condition. I think Joel was there. So that man was saying that all that you need to do is take the cross and go and show it to her. She'll be all right. She'll become all right. You know, people believe that cross can do so much. You know, even though it's not the right belief, but then people still believe that cross can do so much in their lives. And when we believe the cross, how much more it can do to you and me. Because Jesus, when he was hanging on the cross, he was doing it with absolute obedience to the will of the Father. You know, when we do the will of God, there is nothing blessed than doing the will of God. You know, we may do so many things in so many ways. But when you do the will of God, that's the time you realize there is an acknowledgement from heaven saying that, yes. You know, when when you hear that yes, that makes a huge difference in our life. And our God does that when we do the will of God. He did that when son Jesus was stepping into the river Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. Heard the voice from heaven. He is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God is assuring. God is a 
acknowledging that it is his will every step in your life when you take your step you will listen you will hear an acknowledging voice from god saying that it is my will you know moment you hear that voice no matter what comes you will not sit back you will not turn back you will move forward because you don't you are not depending i don't know to whom i am talking to you are not depending on an acknowledgement from man all that you are waiting for is an acknowledgement from god saying that the moment you hear that voice moment you hear that assurance you will move forward and you don't look at the situation you don't look at the people but you will move forward all that we need is an acknowledgement exactly that jesus was going through that as he was committing himself to die he all that he was every step he is making every word seven words which he spoke even while hanging on the cross even when he was standing before pilate he was in silence he was not even opening mouth his mouth except one or two situation why every step he was very careful to see am i doing the will of god he was you know really afraid if he say something he may say something from his own flesh and he was just waiting to listen for that acknowledgement from above to speak every word every word even when he said that lord forgive them it was not just that jesus who was hanging on the cross it was an acknowledgement voice from heaven to forgive them every step in our life god acknowledges only when we obey to his will his will of god is so important in our lives secondly the death of cross means taste of death taste of death you may wonder how death can taste how death can taste you know we can taste so many things in our life nobody wants to taste death i'm sure you know we would like to taste anything else but not death nobody is you know really willing to taste death here or even wherever but jesus tasted death on the cross when he went through you know the crucifixion he really tasted death on the cross I would like to read take you a little more closer to the cross to see what's going on there on the cross a medical examiner in new york spent 30 years in his life studying the crucifixion studying the death of on the cross the death jesus christ went through he said that if a death certificate had been issued to jesus christ today here is it here here is how it sounds and he reads he says this is the death certificate of jesus christ if a medical doctor has to issue a death certificate today it goes like this cardiac and respiratory arrest due to severe pulmonary means lung related edema means excess fluid due to cardiogenic shock traumatic and hypovolemic shock due to crucifixion 
may not make any sense to you. I'll read that again. Cardiac and respiratory arrest due to severe pulmonary lung related edema excess fluid due to cardiogenic shock, traumatic and hypovolumic shock due to crucifixion. Hypovolemic shock means is an emergency condition in which severe blood and fluid loss make the heart unable to pump because it loses sufficient blood. That's hypovolemic shock. That's what he was going through in his body when he was hanging on the cross. You know, he wrote that after Christ suffered intense mental fatigue in the garden of Gethsemane he was beaten up with whip of leather tail tails that had small weights of metal or bone at the end Jesus was reduced to a bleeding mangled or distorted mess of welts stripes and swelling on his body all over in traumatic shock, no longer able to stand and was craving for water. That was, that's what he was going through. We are talking about the death of cross. He later was beaten with reeds, means canes, and was forced to wear a crown of thorns. While carrying Chris, his cross to Golgotha, he suffered severe loss of body fluids in the midday heat. Probably he was also sweating. To study the effects of being suspended from the cross, this medical examiner conducted experiments with a number of male volunteers who hung from a long cross, 7.5 feet height and 6.5 feet wide cross with leather, uh, uh, you know, leather tapes around their hands and a belt around their feet they were hanging on the cross not crucified they were just hanging on the cross the volunteers showed an increase of distress and muscle twitching means trembling and contracting after only seven to eight minutes all that they could stay hang on the cross hands hands tied up and legs tied up is only for seven to eight minutes our Lord Jesus Christ was going through all these things almost six hours he was going through all these things in his body and he said Jesus was severely flogged add to this the scourging and the crowning of thorns the effects of carrying the cross and the crucifixion process and anyone with a medical background wonders how he had lasted for such a long time as he was going through that pain in his body you know we are talking about the taste of death he really tasted the death on the cross for you and for me 
You know, dying on the cross is easy. He didn't just die on the cross. He was tasting the death bit by bit on the cross. He was going through all the pain. All the pain what you are and you and I go through. The people on this world go through. All their sins and all their emotions and hurts he was going through on the cross. A man by the name Farrer, he said these words about the crucifixion. For indeed a death by crucifixion seems to include all that pain and death can have of that which is horrible and ghastly or frightening, dizziness, cramping, thirst, starvation, sleeplessness, traumatic fever, tetanus, shame, long continuous of torment, horror of anticipation, mortification or degradation of unattended wounds. All these things were going, Jesus was going through in his body when he was hanging on the cross. You know, the truth of the matter is Jesus suffered a horrible death on the cross. The physical pain and the agony that he had, you know, it was, and the, the fear as a human, what is about to happen, you know, he was going through everything as he was hanging on the cross. You know, as excruciating as the cross was, Jesus suffered even more torment and agony emotionally. He was going through all this. You know, physical suffering alone did not set Jesus apart from the rest. But it is also an emotional agony what he was going through. And he suffered for us in Hebrew, the writer of Hebrew in chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read that. Hebrew chapter 2, verse 9. He says, But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. Even Bible talk about talks about tasting the death. Hebrew 2 9. Hebrew 2 9. Bible talks about Jesus was tasting the death in his body. In Revelation chapter 20 Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 to 15 let's not read that Revelation chapter 20 chapter 14 to 15 it talks about the second death which is the eternal separation of lives from God from the presence of God it talks about the eternal separation of God you know the first death as we die on this earth it is the separation of our souls from our body but the second death is the separation of our souls from God if we don't die in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. The first separation when we die on this earth is the separation of our soul from our body. Doesn't matter. But the second death of those who die without Christ is the separation of soul from God. Eternally they are separated. That's what we understand when we read Revelation 20 verse 14 to 15. Jesus died on the cross 
when he died on the cross he felt that separation from God if you remember that's why he said my God my God why have you forsaken me what did he say he felt his soul is being separated from God normally when a man or woman dies they don't feel that they feel that their soul is being taken out of their body that's what is death but Jesus not only he is dying naturally he is foreseeing the death the book of Revelation is talking about the book of Revelation is talking about the eternal separation of soul from God and Jesus was feeling that hell on the cross why that's the reason he's saying my God my God why have you forsaken me Jesus felt that his soul is being separated from God because as the sin of the whole world is put upon him Jesus felt that separation from God it is nothing other than hell so the third aspect we are talking here is the agony of the cross or the agony of the hell I just want to quickly relate the experience in hell and the experience in cross and we are then we are going to close we don't believe that Jesus went to hell and experienced that but Jesus was well hanging on the cross he was going through this experience in Matthew 25 30 Bible says Jesus was saying and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth where that darkness will be in the hell in the hell we'll see the darkness but in Matthew 27:45, Bible accounts at Calvary there was a darkness across the land the darkness is not just in the hell even when Jesus died on the cross there was a deeper darkness experienced on this world in Luke 16 24 we know the story of the rich man and Lazarus and the rich man was in hell and what he was asking he was asking can you ask Abraham to touch his little finger and wet that little finger dip it in the water so that my mouth can be wet he was thirsty the experience in, in hell is a thirsty experience Jesus was going through that on the cross he said I am I thirst I thirst he said I am thirsty I thirst he was experiencing the hell on the cross in the hell there is great torment and agony that's what we read in Revelation 2010 but when Jesus Christ went through the cruel death on the cross at Calvary Jesus suffered that great torment and agony as he bore all our sins upon him in hell Bible says there is eternal separation Luke 16 26 and 2nd Thessalonians 1 9 Luke 16 26 and 2nd Thessalonians 1 9 Bible says in hell there is eternal separation from God and Jesus experienced that in Matthew 27 46 my God my God why have you forsaken me so basically Jesus experienced the hell on the cross so we are talking about the death of the cross the death of the cross is at, he was tasting the death on the cross and he is also experiencing the hell on the cross let's read 2nd Corinthians let's read 2nd Corinthians 
chapter 5 verse 21 second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him you know he was made sinful jesus he knew no sin he was made sinful so that we can become righteous today in god have you ever realized jesus suffered for us on the cross and it is not just an ordinary suffering it is a suffering that he went through and he tasted it bit by bit and he was experiencing the hell on the cross jesus suffered for us in order to make us righteous and all that we are having today is a glimpse of his suffering but we don't feel any of it in our body because jesus felt everything in his body he took everything on himself and he went through that cruel cross to so to so that today we don't feel any of that pain and all that we feel all that we go through on this earth is no way comparable to what jesus went through on the cross you know today god is calling us today he is calling us and he is telling us you can trust in me you can lay hold on me because i went through everything for you on the cross if i would not have loved you how i would have suffered on the cross how i would have allowed myself to be crucified and to suffer on the cross today you can trust me you can believe me for the rest of your life you can lay hold on me because i did everything for you and the cross you know the cross is that's where the greatest sacrifice is made on this earth i would like to close with this little illustration abraham lincoln the 16th president of the united states of america a man who fought the american civil war between 1861 and 1865 to free the slaves a man who greatly fought for the slavery to set people out of slavery he said i think slavery is wrong morally and politically i desire that it should be no further spread in the united states and he was fighting for that slavery you know when abraham lincoln died and his body was brought from washington to illinois listen to me his body was brought from washington to illinois it passed through albany and it was carried through the streets in albany it is said that a black woman stood on the curbs of the street and he lifted up her little son as far as he could see he could reach above the heads of the crowd and was heard to say my son take a look take a long look he died for you 
that woman who was going through slavery she was freed by the work of Abraham Lincoln and as she lifted up his son with the crowd and all the eyes were watching on the body as he was carried in the streets this woman told his little son to show him and told the son take a look he died for you you know all that we can do today we could lift up our hearts and spirit to Calvary and you can take a long look at the cross and say tell to my soul my soul he died for you Jesus Christ died for you and for me on the cross